everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Short Stories for Kids. I'm Lucy, here to read you guys another Adventure Pack story. We'd like to say a big hello and thank you to our new premium members. Brother and sister Jamie and Ella from Chicago, Harry, Emmett, and Robert from New Jersey, Allison from Queensland, Australia, and a very special birthday shout-out to Annika from Houston, who's turning five on February the 17th, which I believe is tomorrow. So have a wonderful birthday, Annika. The latest story on our premium channel is called Amy Finds a Dinosaur. And to find out what adventures Amy gets up to with her new dinosaur friend, just sign up to our premium feed through our website at shortstoriesforkidspodcast.com. Okay, so today's story request comes from Sarah, and she would love to hear a story about a magical upside-down world where she finds her counterpart, Farah, living in an alternate magical life. Wow, that sounds incredible, Sarah. Thank you so much for that amazing idea. Oh, I wonder what this amazing world will be like. Are you guys all ready for this adventure? (gasps) Let's go. When you're six, the world is a wonderful place. There are amazing things to learn about, yummy food to eat, and grown-ups to do all the boring bits like washing clothes and paying for things. You could almost say it was quite magical. At least, that's what Sarah thought as she munched on chips while watching her favorite show. This is just perfect, Sarah said to herself, snuggling down into her cushions. As her show finished, Sarah picked up the remote and changed the channel. She was expecting to watch a show about a tap-dancing dinosaur, so was surprised to see herself looking out of the TV. Hey, said the Sarah in the TV. Uh, hey, replied Sarah. Um, are you me? (laughs) Kind of, said the Sarah in the TV. My name's Farah. Do you live in the TV? asked Sarah innocently. (laughs) No, laughed Farah. I live in a world much like yours, but different. Sarah found this mirror version of herself fascinating. How different? she asked. Well, said Farah, I can do this. And she poked her head out of the TV screen as if she was leaning out of an open window. Sarah was so surprised, she dropped the remote into what was left of her chips. How did you do that? she asked. Easy, said Farah. It's just a bit of magic. Here, take my hand and come and see. Sarah set aside her chips and approached the TV. Farah certainly looked real enough. So Sarah reached out and lightly touched one of Farah's fingers with her own. They laced their fingers together and very gently... Farah pulled Sarah through. 
The living room they were in was very similar to Sarah's, although everything was back to front, as if reflected in a mirror. But that wasn't the only difference. First of all, the couch was most definitely not a couch. Instead, it was a big, furry, sleeping animal. What's that? asked Sarah, a little worried it might wake up and eat her. That, said Farah, that's just our comfy cat. You won't find anything snugglier to sit on. Come on, have a go. To demonstrate, Farah hopped on to the dozing giant furball. Doesn't it mind it? asked Sarah as she climbed up beside Farah. No, not at all, giggled Farah. And to prove it, the comfy cat began to purr. See, he loves it. Hey, are you hungry? I know I am. Without waiting for a reply, Farah jumped down and headed off to the back-to-front kitchen, with Sarah not far behind. Again, the kitchen sort of looked the same, but there were differences. The most obvious was the refrigerator, which was the same size and shape as Sarah's back home, but appeared to be made out of rock, with a little archway at the bottom by the floor. Farah ignored the tiny doorway, though, and instead pulled a brass bell hanging from the side. As Sarah watched, the refrigerator opened up just like hers at home, but revealed a whole host of tiny blue people in tall, pointy blue hats. Greetings, my lady, said one of the blue-skinned people. What can I get you? Broccoli on a stick, please, said Farah. Broccoli on a stick, shouted the little blue person into the depths of the refrigerator, which Sarah realized went back much further than the refrigerator's outside shape. Do you want anything? asked Farah. Um, thought Sarah. She didn't mind vegetables, but a cold one on a stick didn't fill her with excitement. I suppose I could have what you're having, she said reluctantly. It is healthy after all. Another broccoli on a stick, please, said Farah. Another broccoli on a stick, shouted the miniature blue person into the chilly depths. Within seconds, two little blue people came jogging out between the icy shelves, each carrying the green snack, which Farah took with a thank you. Here, she said, handing Sarah her broccoli on a stick while taking a lick of her own. Yum! Sarah thought this was a somewhat strange reaction to have, but she didn't want to offend her new friend, so copied her by taking a lick. Her tongue fizzed with pleasure as she tasted the scrummiest chocolate. Oh, wow, she said and took a nibble. This is amazing, Farah wrinkled her nose and she grinned. I know. Now, come and see my room. But rather than take Sarah right up the stairs, Farah simply walked up the wall and stood on the ceiling. Are you coming? she asked. Sarah knew she should never draw on the walls, but walk on them? That was a different matter. She planted her right foot onto the painted wall, then lifted her left, 
and found herself stood sideways. It didn't feel particularly strange, so she kept going and was soon upside down on the ceiling. Now where do we go? asked Sarah just before taking a bigger bite of her broccoli. It's a sinking ceiling, Farah explained. See, you've sunk up to your knees already. And sure enough, the pair of them were being sucked into the ceiling. As soon as the tops of their heads had vanished, they began to reappear out of the ceiling in Farah's room. Immediately, Sarah could see a bed in the same place as hers. But this one was a four-poster covered with real plants, with bright, colorful flowers, and surrounded by fluttering butterflies. A teddy bear was sat on the floor, just like one of Sarah's. But this one was wearing a yellow scarf and little green boots, and it was waving at them. Sarah couldn't help herself and waved back. Have you come to play? asked the teddy bear. Oh, yes, said Farah. I thought we could play. What am I? Oh, I love that game, said the teddy bear, clapping his paws together. Sarah hadn't heard of this game before. How do you play? she asked. It's simple, said Farah. You just have to guess what three animals I am. And to demonstrate, Farah pressed her own nose and turned instantly into a miraculous creature. It had a long trunk, a thin pink head and neck, and a black and white body. Oh, wheezy, shouted the teddy. You're an elephant, a flamingo, and a panda. Farah laughed, which sounded awfully odd coming from a strange-looking animal. That's right! My turn, my turn, said the teddy, and pressed his own nose. Instead of a little stuffed bear, he now had a long, toothy head, a thick, hairy body, and striped legs. I think I know, ventured Sarah. Are you a crocodile, an anteater, and a tiger? Yes, laughed the teddy bear. Go on, now you have a go. Sarah wasn't really sure that she could, but decided to try all the same. She had a think, then lifted her left index finger and lightly pushed her nose. Looking down, she could see she had transformed into an absurd-looking animal. She had long legs with hooves, while her body and head were covered in bright red and gold feathers and her nose had become very flat and wide. Oh, that's a good one, said Farah. Are you a horse, a parrot, and a gorilla? Sarah nodded, then fell about laughing at how silly they all looked. Goodness, said Sarah, noticing the time. I really must be going, otherwise I'll be late for my dinner. Well, we can't have that, can we, Sarah? said Farah. She showed Sarah how to change back, said goodbye to the teddy bear, and they returned to the sinking ceiling. In no time at all, Farah was helping Sarah clamber back through the TV and into her own living room. Will I be able to come and play again sometime? asked Sarah. 
Of course, smiled Farah. Next time, I'll show you the jelly garden. With a final wave, Farah leaned backwards into the TV and the screen went blank. Sarah stood in the center of the silent room and recalled the bizarre, tipsy-topsy place she'd just been to. It had been truly magical, but now, somehow, it felt more like a dream. Could she have imagined it? She decided to picture a rhinoceros, a giraffe, and a turtle, then gave her nose one last press, just as her mom stuck her head around the door to say the dinner was ready. Let's just say that what Sarah's mom saw made dinner a little late that night. The end.